Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I'm here with my fire family tonight. I have got Ash. Hello. I have got the crazy guy in the corner with the uh, emails. <laughs> Scott. Scott. Hey. And we have one of our fire family members that is coming back in the, the limelight, it looks like. We have Sparky. Howdy. Mm-hmm. Rob. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Rob. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys, for tuning in tonight. Uh, do we have any news, guys? I'm sure there's news somewhere in the world, but we didn't find any. <laughs> yeah. As we killed an hour BSing about other items. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, this kind of strange structures that we've all kind of been into, um, kind of based off of a recent fire that you guys went to, and just kind of how it, just how it kind of affects what we do, and and how difficult it can it can get. Um, who wants to start us out? Scott? Yeah, I think, you know, we started off this fire thinking, you know, I mean, if you look at the NFPA books and all this kind of stuff, there's always like this little picture of a perfectly square house. And it's like, this is exactly what you're running into. And it, it never is. It's always something, something weird always happens with these structures. Like it's never exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, even new homes, I find sometimes they're just like, you know, it just takes one little minor thing, and next thing you're like scratching your head trying to figure out where the fire is going. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, our most recent fire that we've had that had a weird structure to it. Um, basically, at some point in the fire, um, we cut into the floor because we knew it was because um, it was a two two story kind of building. Well, it was like one story on half of it, and then two story on the other half, and so um, we figured the fire was between the two like the two floors somewhere. So we actually cut into the floor um, with the chainsaw, expecting to see fire, and there wasn't any. But when I put my hand down, I put my hand on asphalt shingles. So basically, we're inside a building, cut a hole in the floor, expecting to be basically the top of a roof, or top top of a ceiling, and I found asphalt shingles. Because basically, it was this, like half the house was built onto a roof Mm -hmm. of the other house. I think this is some of the things that we talked about like when you mentioned the like kind of for when guys are being trained through the NFPA process and just kind of building construction in general it's it's very important to know our different types of building construction and what to expect but that's in that picture perfect building whatever type of a structure it may be and however where we really see the changes is our really old industrial settings and then all these residentials that can get these after market add-ons without building code etc and that's where it really starts getting sketchy for us yeah i think in these farm settings we always find like you know some farmers just build onto i mean i'm like my dad built like three different (laughs) sections onto a house when i was younger (laughs) so that would have been a nightmare (laughs) (laughs) never burned down but um yeah just because what it does is it creates weird void spaces where fire Mm -hmm. will sit or fire will move and and when we're looking at it in our head, we're like, okay, obviously this is how it's going to work. We cut a hole and we're like, hmm, that didn't work. 
why is it not? Why is there no fire there? There should be fire there. Yeah, and you look at the glance, it should be, you know, a pretty Absolutely. steady either a ceiling or a roof line, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in this particular fire, we, we get out and we're, you know, Ash and I are puzzling and we're trying to, and even Warren was there, we're, we're all trying to like, and Warren's a construction guy, we're all kind of looking at the structure going, well, it doesn't make sense because that's, this wall shouldn't be, should be the exterior wall, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Just none of it adds up. And then at one point the guys crawled into a clo- like, closet and there was a door in there. <laughs> the door leads to another hallway it was just um you know it was one of those weird fires but there, i mean that's not uncommon in an area like this no and for I, sure we've we've definitely seen our fair share the last uh, you know hand, handful of years um i mean going back to what scott was just saying there like when we're doing our 360 of the building, when, when we've got a team on the inside, a team up on the roof, and I mean, we're checking for heat in all sorts of places because we're seeing that the fire is obviously found, like it's set and there's mm. smoke happening. And I mean, there wasn't a lot of visible flame happening, which is a challenge because that's the, the easy thing to do is when you yeah. can see it, you can fight it, right? So this was finding those void spaces and the roof was ice cold the the uh, ceiling level was ice cold and you know again like you, you know you guys were up on the second uh, floor and you're making access from there and there's nothing other than some old shingles um, guys were taking the ceiling out from the bottom same same thing they opened that up and on first glance there was nothing there so two teams were doing in essence the the same access point um, and they weren't you know, gaining access to each other because there was so many um, extra layers that were involved, uh, and it took a bit of comms going back back and forth to really put the puzzle pieces together to realize that yeah, we we've got an entire roof structure in in uh, in the way in between your guys' team or whoever was up, up top and the team that was down in the basement. Sandwich. Yeah, and I think maybe we'll just paint the picture as well for what we're talking about. Like this was a uh, just a single family what we call type five wood construction mm. type of type of uh, building that you guys were attending to so in theory it should be a very basic it wasn't a very large square footprint house nope. no um you know kind of that that split level um with the chimney and everything however then once you started getting into it all these add-ons add-ons things that's not adding up yeah yeah you know and then of course you get into the you know uh, the floor joists run one way and the roof trusses run the other way so then you cut a hole and you're like okay that didn't run through okay now we gotta cut another hole here cut another hole here basically we're fighting it every step of the way trying to find these holes and you know going through chainsaws and (laughs) trying to make it like yeah it was just one of those fires that's and you know that goes back to there was a fire quite a few years ago in an apartment building around here i don't know were you with us at the time john uh, you got to elaborate a little bit more. It was the, you know, there was like, it was the same idea. There was, we, we go in to the, uh, we go into this apartment building. Up behind the old Gary Queen. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if you were still with us. Yep. Yeah. So we go in, um, I think it started on the deck out front. Uh, the, the or deck yeah. out back, I Of guess. course you were, yeah, yeah, because we went in and did the search. Yeah. yeah you and me and Spencer went in and did yeah. the search. Someone else, Kim, I think, was with us. We, we went and did a search of the... I think so, yeah. yeah. First floor. Yeah. Floor. Second, that, yeah. Second floor at the top. So it started on this outside deck, moved into the structure, got into the ceiling. So we were fighting it. Um, and then at one point we... I actually remember walking out and uh, Bob, who's the chief now, was the deputy chief at the time. I walk out because we had torn down the ceiling, no fire. So I walk out. Roof's not on fire. So I'm like, 
walk out. I'm like, hey, I think we got it. And he's like, why? Why is there still black smoke pouring out of the <laughs> out of the end of the building? I'm like, I guess we don't have it. <laughs> so we had to go back in, rip down some more ceiling, stick a couple guys up there. No one could find it. No one could find it. And then we're like, oh, wait a minute, there's a second ceiling here. So the same idea. They'd basically thrown another roof on top of the old roof. Yeah. <laughs> so. At the time, they're probably like, oh, this is a great idea. We don't have to tear apart the roof. It's going to be double double water, double, double weather sealed. <laughs> Throw another roof on top. Insulation. Oh, yeah, insulation great. for days. <laughs> but, uh, those double ceiling or double roofs, it becomes very concerning then, too, for mm-hmm. what's actually burning underneath and getting guys up on the roof and yeah. then cutting holes and what's compromised. Oh, because sure. the what you've just cut through isn't actually on fire it's what's below that that's on fire yeah yeah so um and i know our guys were concerned about that too on that fire mm-hmm. we don't do a lot of holes in the roof for mm. for venting or anything like that but guys were being pretty careful cutting a hole mm. sounding because yeah. obviously sounding the main roof <laughs> isn't really help. doesn't provide <laughs> you anything yeah um, was that metal roofing yeah one side was yeah issue to deal with yeah yeah so yeah i think our guys were pretty good on that uh Safety wise, as far as sounding the sounding the roof and yeah, for sure. and checking the next roof below as well. I think one of the funniest things from that call was just that. So uh, Kevin was up on the roof and we're getting them to do some venting, and uh, I I I did shout up. I says, "Hey, just watch because it is getting pretty soft over on on sort of like around where the chimney structure was coming through." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm fine." I've got two other roofs below me, so even if this one gets shitty, <laughs> is true. I've got two yeah. more to back me up. Like he was being an ass, but yeah. <laughs> it's true though, right? He's like, every time I go through something, there's a whole other level of yeah. Because we, because I was up there when we cut the roof, we cut the roof access, and I'm like, if we cut it big enough, we could just stand on the on top of the other roof. <laughs> yeah. So we did. <laughs> those are those are always the worst when you're looking and chasing for a fire. It's so challenging. And I find, you know, that's we were discussing your your smoke level, what you guys were seeing, but mm-hmm. really not that adequate heat to really support it. So you knew there was a good fire for the amount of the smoke that was inside yeah. the structure. Um, but you know, when you don't have that heat, there's some spidey senses going off. Well, where is it, right? Like, mm-hmm. And you've already done your search, all your doors, and there's nothing really showing. Do you yeah. want to talk about that, Scott? Louis, what you like when our initial the, yeah, initial response? Yeah, like an a, idea of what, where you started your search. Yeah, so like originally when we came, we could see. I mean, it was. A, fair amount of smoke coming out so we yep. you know we're like okay it looks like it's on the second floor so we pushed upstairs and okay there's no no smoke in the building like, where, where is this smoke here <laughs> so then we come back down look like open a bunch of different doors couldn't find anything um come back down um pop like a uses like a roof hook to do a little bit of an exploratory hole in the ceiling nothing went around into another room exploratory hole in the ceiling a little puff of smoke came out i'm like oh okay Let's rip out this part of the ceiling and see what we got. So, cut out uh, probably like a five foot by five foot hole. Okay, there's fire in here. Okay, might it, we might have it. <laughs> Put it out. Mm, go outside. No, still pouring smoke out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the amount of the amount of fire we put out, it didn't relate to the amount of smoke was coming out. So, yeah. Okay, let's rip the rest of the ceiling out. So now we cut like a rip like a twenty foot ceiling section of the ceiling out. It's basically the whole room is, and you know, fighting fire the whole way. But now we can see it's going, like we can see it's when in other rooms. It's basically the whole, that whole middle section's gone. But it must have made its way into that other void yeah. of the secondary roof. 
and that's really where it got seated because that's really where the because by the time we like we put up that kind of that ceiling that normal section we put that out quite quickly that was pretty fast yeah but then it made its way into the second layer yeah so then mm-hmm. which is only probably about a maybe 10 feet wide by yep. 40 feet long this strip of second ceiling or second roof but it's a good void space for a chimney to and that's where it's sitting through it yeah mm-hmm. and, and actually the way we really found it was we were actually um we popped an a- a- access hole and uh, one of the guys was just kind of cooling while we were doing some uh like overhaul work we were pulling some stuff out and um <laughs> while he was while he was cooling with the line just from him cooling was actually it made a venturi and a bunch of fire shot on that side of this building <laughs> or like inside the attic we're like oh and so we actually have a, well warren took a picture of it because he, he was uh basically the hose was acting as a, as a fan to suck yeah. the uh, fire out so fire was <laughs> making an appearance based on that we're like oh there it is mm-hmm. nice. like don't hose it down yet let's <laughs> let's let it run a little bit and see where it's going <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. It was a, this is bizarre, and those fires are, you know, right away you're like, uh, we're gonna be here forever. Yeah, like, you're you're chasing it through all those void spaces, yeah. and then as you start cutting to investigate those, like you mentioned, you start doing your little inspection holes and stuff, but now you're finding that secondary roof with that yeah. void space. Then you have you have guys on the roof <clears throat> doing some roof cuts. You know, the more and more we cut into things to start putting it out. The weaker and weaker it's going to get, especially then the concerns as if you have things overlapping with not yeah. proper building construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gets to be a worry. So, yeah. well, then ripping down a ceiling, like so, I'm going back to the apartment fire. You know, ripping down a ceiling, like a you know, like a drop ceiling or a, even a ceiling with um, like chip rock, super easy. Like it's, it doesn't take a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, when you now you're going into a roof. You can't really rip that down because it's a whole roof. So the piece of plywood now. So now you got to get a saw going, got to saw that out, rip that down, because you can't go from the top. Because now you got to cut through two. So either way, yeah. you're going through two, two roof materials. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you you just know you're in for a time because that back mm-hmm. yeah that apartment fire. We were you know we were there for hours just trying to chase this thing. And I think the only thing that stopped it was the firewall basically stopped it by the time. And then we ripped we gutted out three apartments. I remember correctly there, yeah. That's south end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think going back, like, I mean, you guys had a piercing nozzle going. Oh, yeah. To help yep. aid yeah. some of that. Yeah, it helped, yeah. Piercing nozzle always helps. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, our, our ticks, our thermal imaging cameras are yeah, huge sure. for, for yep. searching for those. But again, like, in the initial sequence, like, it's not going to show much because of all the multi layers, too, right? Mm-hmm. You guys found difficulty with that? Yeah, like, the, the tick only penetrates so far. Even, um, is that Andy Starnes? Starnes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got from the on Facebook he's got like a he's got a page that I always we always look at but um, he's even saying like and he's like the thermal thermal imaging camera expert and right. you know he's like saying even like basic carpet won't even identify a basement a fire because right. mm-hmm. it masks a lot and he says the only way to tell is if you hit it with a hose and basically that'll make a pool and then you can see where water's pooling which means there might be a sag in the floor mm-hmm. or temperature mm-hmm. change might happen based on the water or temperature and stuff so you can't mm-hmm. even tell with just using run the tick over it so it's like but at the same time, you want to be hosing, like, we're in, the, we're in the guy's bedroom, and I don't want to be damaging more than we have to, so yeah. <laughs> running a hose for no reason, it's like, and that's carpet, right? So it's like... <laughs> yeah, no. We always uh, make fun of a couple of guys if they accidentally hit the bale and sprays water yeah. in a room you're not supposed to. Yeah. You just get, you get rode pretty hard afterwards mm. for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember, like, just talking about strange structures as well, like, you know, you get into some of these older buildings, 
and you think it's going to be an easy little uh, overhaul, you start pulling some uh, rock down above you, and then you've got like two feet of sawdust that's saturated oh, 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 and yeah. falling. Remember that yeah. fire we went to, and it looked yep. like yeah, it looked like a river, a <laughs> river of fire. Horrible. <laughs> it was mm. wet sawdust everywhere. Yeah, and then that sawdust, like little bits, just start burning, and it just kind of like just runs through the whole building. It's like <laughs> yeah, then you get like that vermiculite stuff as well. Oh, for sure. All this horrible, horrible stuff. Um, yeah. Any other? structures that you can well yeah going back so we had i think we talked about this a little bit uh, uh, a couple episodes ago but we had a uh, structure fire come in turned out to be just some electrical on their uh um on their furnace but you want to talk about search in weird home construction so this is another one it's um yeah you know again came in as a, a structure fire we got there. Uh, the residents were outside. Um, it looked like a rancher. It was, yeah. It looked like a rancher with maybe a loft or like, uh, like it was very much like walk in, walk out, so, uh, level entry. So she tells me because I was first on mm-hmm. scene. She goes, "Yeah, it's in the second basement." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, there's four levels to that house." I'm like, "How?" I'm looking at it like. <laughs> yeah. That, that doesn't make any sense. Fucking bunker. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was weird because it was like, uh, yeah, the main floor, and it was like a, a, a level going up, and then a half a level going down, and then another level going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like basically the um, the, the stairs were like switchbacking all the way down. <laughs> yeah. Like a Donkey Kong game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just waiting for a barrel to come right down, right? Was, but, you know, imagine trying to search that house if you didn't yeah. know that, right? Um, and there's like random beds. <laughs> like, oh, there's a bed here. Oh, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> there's a bed over here, there's a bed here. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, I'm glad everybody was out and it wasn't really a fire. But. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are always fu- funny, you know, when you start thinking about, okay, how, when you're actually going in and you're doing a search, I think we talked about this a little while back. We had some guys in the studios we were working with. And, you know, you start doing a search and you find a spe- specific piece of furniture. You think, mm-hmm. okay, well, now I know I'm in a bedroom. This is like mm-hmm. if you're blacked out and you yeah, can't see anything, sense. right? Yeah. You know, and then you know there's probably going to be an X point because you know the building code and everything. Mm-hmm. However, you got all these changes. Not necessarily, right? Not all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And, yeah, you start talking about search techniques and stuff. You get into some pretty crazy buildings like this. It gets very challenging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, back to that first fire we were talking about, um, like the, one of our guys, we were searching, because now the smoke level went down. Mm-hmm. We're back into the bedroom where we started, which is now full of smoke. So we're like on our hands and knees searching again, trying to find the fire. Uh, and one of our guys is like, there's a there's a door in, your, in the closet. I'm like, like a door? He's like, yeah, like a, almost a full-size door. I'm like, well, maybe that's the attic, because maybe that makes sense now. I mean, that's where, that's where the fire is, maybe in the attic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he checks the door for heat, no heat. Sit there with a hose, pops the door, looks in. It's a hallway, and one of our guys is walking down the hallway towards us. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is a random door going into a hallway. <laughs> but it's like a hidden super secret door. That place would be awesome for hide and seek. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that hallway, like. It was a storage, as a storage like hallway. Just some storage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I don't want to say it wasn't inhabitable, but it wasn't a livable space like there was nobody in it there was no right. need to be in there the and there was only access off the back deck well, and, and, and only the bedroom rando closet <laughs> it was also like a foot and a half higher than the second story <laughs> floor 
and that was where the roof it was built on top of the yeah, that's where the second roof was second roof <laughs> on the that's right original part of the building it was elevated you're right yeah that place is so weird <laughs> then at one point i'm like walking over this cover i keep walking around this cover and i thought it was a hot tub and the guy's like no that's just tonneau cover <laughs> i was like oh it's on the deck but it looked like way it's situated it looked looked like a hot tub so i'm like hey watch a hot tub cover as they kept walking by it <laughs> and, one of the, and warren's like it's a tonneau cover i'm like ah <laughs> it's like i thought it was some fancy hot tub cover <laughs> some of the other you know strange structures not really that strange but just dangerous structures um even with pre-plan in place was uh some of our old packing houses yeah you, know, you start going into there and start talking about big searches and you know the um controlled environments and stuff where there's maybe ammonia or whatever yeah. but even i found i remember specifically some of ours you'd be cruising along what we think would be a hallway and you open a door and all of a sudden there's like a 50 foot drop right yeah, where the bins where the bins you know, go the bins right yeah. but like poor signage and just yeah yeah pretty pretty sketchy places and then you'd follow these stairs and it almost like dip under like a a floating slab of concrete and then into something else and then you'd find like the mechanical room to be in this crazy little spot with the alarm panel yeah. mm -hmm. like very odd places yeah like back in the day when things were built no one cared <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well i always laugh because like you know they get the type one two three material yeah. building and it's like sometimes you run into a building that has all those <laughs> it's like there's heavy timber there's like uh there's brick <laughs> there's steel it's like what <laughs> all add-ons yeah well, a lot of those packing houses here are really old fur, you know, mm -hmm. 60, 80 year old yeah. buildings. And like you said, maybe uh, insulated with uh, two feet of yeah. sawdust. Yeah. Uh, some of that, some of those places actually, we ended up with really old shredded newspaper. Yep. Right. Oh, that's right. Right. So yeah. there's building down by Paul's number. Yeah. We yeah. ripped it apart, and we were, we were reading the papers from back in the day. <laughs> you can, like, read it. So, yeah, some of those have been good, good fuel for for some of those buildings. But they're just, yeah, they're dangerous. Like, unknown cavities that you could be crawling around, and all of a sudden there's no floor yeah. below you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And very deceiving, too, at the best of times, just when you're doing a walkthrough. I yeah. find, like, you know, it looks like it would be safe, but now you... If you smoke it out a little bit and, and put a fire in somewhere and you have to be dragging something, uh, hose line, it gets, it gets pretty sketchy. For sure. Yeah. Another building. Uh, what else? Yeah, this is, what do you have, hazards? Tools we have? Well, I was just thinking like, you know, some of the big hazards. Oh, right. kind of truck along with that. We kind of highlighted that. Like, I think the big, the big ones is that as that fire travels, you know, as you're investigating, it, it's still pushing, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So you might think you'd be, be at it, like making that inspection hole and thinking you got a little mm -hmm. bit of a knock on it and it's already, you know, 20 feet behind you in the other room. Yeah. So as you got another team still investigating it and searching for those, uh, those sources to get in there, you know, you can be weakening that structure. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I noticed with those explorer holes, I'm always like, like you get in there and the house is pretty pristine. You're like, all right, let's not damage the whole place. <laughs> it's like mm. boom, it's like boom, boom. And it is end, always a hard decision. It's the first hit, yeah, yeah. To make that first hole, eh? And I always get a look at from the guys that are like in with me. Sometimes when they're newer guys, I'm like, all right, let's just cut a little bit of the ceiling. They're like, you sure? I'm like, yep. <laughs> they're like, okay. Yeah. And by the end, it's like the whole place. <laughs> we're, we're ripping the ceiling out trying to find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I find you know when you're 
just at that phase and there isn't a lot of smoke there isn't a lot of obvious heat but you you know in your gut you got to pop off the yep. drywall it's yep. a hard decision to make because you know i think at some point you've heard a story of somewhere cutting in, into a wrong spot and it's nowhere near the fire then you For sure. uh, oh, sorry guys sorry yeah, about sorry. your drywall mm-hmm. <laughs> however sometimes you get in there and you see that little bit and thank god you did because sure. now you're saving the structure yeah um yeah so i guess that uh, moving on to the uh, scenario we had mm-hmm. yeah so the scenarios you guys did you were been planning this for a couple weeks now right you did us that was only a few weeks so mm-hmm. um like our usual scenario what we and i shouldn't say we always do it this way but we try to do you know whatever we've been training for the last few months we try to work it into the scenario mm-hmm. that we do that night just so all the stuff we had and the guys mm-hmm. now the guys get to do it it was there's a, I think it's like a military thing where you, you train and train and train, but then until you have a positive field experience, it's not yours. Like, you don't own it yet. So, and the only way a lot of these place, times we give a positive field experience is to do a, a real scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, because like the Armageddon. With the Armageddon. Yeah. With Dr. Nick, yeah. yeah. Um, so, we may never have it this way, but we can make a scenario that it will be this bad. Like, yeah. you know, like Dr. Nick, what, three cars, ten patients? Mm-hmm. Three cars? Two cars, whatever. Bunch of cars. 10 patients, great <laughs> man, right? Um, so we've been doing a lot of hazmat in the yeah. last few weeks, months, ever since mm-hmm. we took the hazmat course. We've been in hazmat and we've been doing um, um, liquid fuel fires, so mm-hmm. with some foam stuff. So Ash and I were talking, we combined kind of the two together, pulled a couple other guys in with us to, um, to help set up the scenario. Um, try to leave other officers out so they can actually take part because a lot of times when we bring officers and guys in they you know like I, like I like to get out of the scenarios because I want to be able be an officer on one I like to be yeah. surprised and I want to be like yeah I knew that was going to happen <laughs> yeah it's super important still to yeah. for the officers to have that training and absolutely fresh yeah, yeah so I, I digressing for a second I think uh, Jay and uh, Bob have one planned coming up so that we don't have to, that we can that we can uh, take a step back and actually become officers and we don't have to Good. set it up mm-hmm. But back to this one. So we've had we had this old RV down there for quite a while actually, and it looks a lot like the Breaking Bad RV. Well, it did. <laughs> so uh, we're looking at it and like, okay, well, let's do a hazmat call and let's make it a meth lab explosion. We're like, okay, and so we're like talking. So now we can have hazardous material. We can have liquid fuel fire. We can have the explosion. We can have a patient, and then we're like, well. If it's a meth lab explode, why would we go in? <laughs> like, why, like, why would we risk ourselves, really, like, risk ourselves to make a push, yeah. to make a push into this meth lab? And, like, if, especially if we can't see the patient or anything. Mm-hmm. So then we're like, well, who attends meth labs usually first? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. well, police do, officers do. So I grabbed some of my gear, and I threw, like, um, some of my trained gear on. Um, so I actually threw, a, like, a gun belt on, threw on a, a load-bearing vest, um, put a ball cap on so I kind of look, like, um, look like police. And then, uh, so what the scenario was, we got a, we got a, um, 400, like, pounder of, uh, we have this old propane cylinder mm. that we have cut out. So shoved a bunch of hay in there, really wet hay. And I meant to grab the ammonia, ammonia, anhydrous ammonia plaque, but I actually grabbed the, I grabbed the uh, chlorine gas one. Yeah. So I slapped that on the side. <laughs> and then we lit the hay, and it actually, it looked money like it was because oh, it's spot on yeah like yeah. it was like you know it was leaving light. this like kind of gaseous cloud over the like from that propane yeah. cylinder so it looked like and then with the with the placard 
which I thought was uh, because I didn't look at it, um, which I thought was ammonia. It was like a perfect ammonia cloud. <laughs> so it was like this nice drifting smoke. And um, so then what I had, I grabbed the dummy cool. as the officer, as a police officer, I grabbed the dummy and I, I kind of laid in the snow because it was a fair amount of snow. Um, so I laid down in the snow. We lit the trailer. So we lit the RV on fire and then was it you? Yeah. Then Rob yeah. lit the um, fuel, um, liquid fuel on fire. So we had uh, IC show up first, mm-hmm. and he was kind of he kind of got to see the scene set because um, we give them a little bit more opportunity to look because re- in reality we know you're going to be there a few minutes before the trucks. That's right. So basically the trucks are driving around town, and um, Ash does a fake page of uh, mm-hmm. police officer investigating a minor fire. <laughs> Our guys are laughing because as they're driving, they look and they could see this fully involved motorhome <laughs> like this glow over the city, like it was a real fire. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm laying in a ditch, like I'm laying, sorry, I'm laying in the ground by the, holding on to this dummy, like I'm like I was trying to drag this guy out and I got overwhelmed by the fumes. Um, one thing I thought ahead because one thing about training is that like I hate scenarios that are just like, oh, imagine you did this, imagine you did that, like that's not a scenario. That's yeah. Let's imagine this, mm-hmm. like even the the thing we did um, um, the hazmat training we did some of it was like yeah. oh imagine there's a big glass, gaseous cloud here we're like we're, we didn't make a cloud he's like oh no it's good just imagine <laughs> alright so um, I knew like I want the guys to push in and, and soak me because that's what they should be doing they should be pushing the cloud away so but it's like minus four right now <laughs> and snow so under my gear I actually put on my wetsuit <laughs> so, so it was funny because I'm at the we're at the hall here before we go out to do our scenario <laughs> and I'm just like dying it's so hot because <laughs> I have a stupid wetsuit on underneath all my gear <laughs> and I have my hoodie on to cover up the the gear I'm wearing <laughs> so no one can see I'm wearing this other gear I'm like I'm so hot right now <laughs> so yeah it was good because the guys pull up um, did a little standoff distance um, yep. pull up the uh, manual the ERG manual yep. and it's funny because while well, you were I'm basically lying in the ditch so you can yeah you know. so kind of going from there so uh brian our deputy chief was ic and um i don't know if it's nighttime vision or <laughs> he's just blind <laughs> but he's like uh, i can't quite make out what the placard is he starts coming closer so he like like takes a couple steps oh that is a placard and then he backs himself away and he radios immediately uh yeah we've got uh we've got a uh, possible hazmat. I didn't know what it was, if it was going to be hazardous to us or whatever the deal was. But then we also have a RV fire with uh, some spilled fuel. Um, I believe we have an officer down uh, with a uh, additional patient. So kind of set the scene for the next responding unit. Um, the first two pulls up, gets themselves positioned. A couple of people start to flake off, uh, pre-connect right away. Um, they were, uh, we, we talked about it afterwards, they were like on the cusp of being a little bit too close without knowing what was coming off because you kind of have that, that 100 foot safe zone, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they were getting right on the edge of it and we talked about that and everybody was aware, which was really, really good. Uh, second truck came, got parked, and then you can see the smoke cloud actually started to shift that was coming off of the propane tank, which was the, um, the gas cloud. The, the gas cloud. Um, so they repositioned before getting set up, which is really good as well. Um, and then, yeah, so they pulled out the ERG and they're like, ah, we have chlorine. I'm like, eh, 
Because <laughs> like, oh. I had told him when I put it, because yeah. we didn't. Like I just like, oh yeah, I got the I got the ammonia um, placard on there. Because I didn't look at, I didn't check it. I just grabbed it and put it on. I didn't even look at it because I I thought that's one one we yeah. had. And he looks, he's like, no, f you, it is like. Oh shit! It is. Okay, Which is well, funny though, because you treat it the same way. It's literally it falls the attack into, is yeah, exactly it fell the same. Into the same. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It just has um, a different, um, mm-hmm. like it, it just reacts differently to the water. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, once they once they identified what it was, they came up with a plan to go in there, fog pattern, push that gas back, um, made the grab on Scott and then our dummy, um, got them both peeled back. Um, they did get get you wet when they were pulling you away and they got you far enough away from the scene uh, where they started to drop down and do the additional patient care uh, which is really good Um, one thing we didn't do once you were out was that uh, secondary uh, decon Um, but again I I think they were a little more concerned about uh, like your actual yeah. No body temperature. Well, at one point, like, because yeah. they, they pulled me to the tarp and they're doing medical on me, and, you know, the um, I start shaking on the ground like I'm freezing. <laughs> and then one of the guys is like, Are you actually cold? I'm like, No, because I have my wetsuit on. So I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. not actually cold, but um, just keep that in mind. I'm, you know, it's minus four and, <laughs> yeah. and or whatever it was, and I'm soaking now. <laughs> so yeah. you need to throw, so they threw some blankets on me and got me warm. That's what we always talk about, right? Is this, especially when we're talking decon, is that we got to stop that heat loss too. Yeah. Because yeah. at one point I was still laying on the snow, like they pulled me halfway on the tarp, and like I'm like, because my legs, I only had a shorty wetsuit on, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was still, like literally knee deep in snow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm, my pants are wet, and I'm like, yeah, my legs are getting actually a little cold right now. <laughs> so, yeah. so they pulled me out of the rest of the tarp and wrapped me up nice, and then once I did that, I was actually okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's a big thing too that a lot of people forget about is uh, even just a. Uh, when we're on medical, right, is, uh, you know, we want to keep keep these people warm for certain yeah. things, especially when we start talking about hemorrhage control. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're stopping the bleeding and you're stopping the heat loss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, that was a, I was actually jokingly said to one of the other officers, like, sometimes our train fires are bigger than our actual fires. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was our fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because like, I was, I was laying, I was laying too close, but I was laying, you know, fairly close to it. And it was like, I'm kind of like, oh, mm. I'm not in any turmoil gear here. I mean, it wasn't nearly close enough for me to feel any, like, I feel the heat, but I wasn't getting burned. But I was like, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big fire. Because, you know, I'm basically, our RV is the size of a house, like a small house. Right. <laughs> so we had a small house mm-hmm. on fire and a giant, like, 10 by 20 fuel tank on fire. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you're going to share some of those photos out? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get that posted and loaded for sure. But, I mean, the, everything else, once they, once they pull me clear... Fire attack seemed like it went really well. I don't know. I didn't see it because I was pretending to be a patient on the ground. Right. Yeah, no, fire attack was really, really good. Um, they um, introduced foam uh, right away, which is obviously what, what we've been hammering the last little bit. Uh, they use it on the uh, fuel. They actually use it on the R- RV because you never know what's going to be in, in there as well. Um, and then once that was all knocked down, they made the uh, push to go and extinguish the RV. But... Uh, a little funny side story what all of the appliances in these things run off of what propane so we are moments away from lighting this thing i'm like i should torch my hand i i should do another thorough check to make sure there's no propane cylinders hooked, <laughs> hooked up to this thing because i i did a walk through on the outside i'm like eh. like usually there's if it's like a camper or a, 
a motorhome, yeah, exactly. there's the little compartment. Yeah. Well, like, it, it didn't have that. So I'm like, eh, I better go inside. So now I'm like pulling some. And also look for anybody that might be and sleeping look for in there. Some... Our training ground isn't the securest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we <laughs> may have winter. had some people that have been, that have made entrance and started making a bit of a mess. So like, yeah, this is a pretty good shelter. Well, it's not anymore. But um, I'm like, eh, one, one last little thorough sweep to make sure that nobody's in this thing is going to be pretty smart. But we, we couldn't find anything. So, okay, there's, there's no tanks. There's, you know, nothing. All of the tires were, were flat except for one yeah. and about halfway through the scenario boom that was a little bit of a pucker on me because i knew yeah. I, I like I, I was watching ash do the check for the propane and so i'm like laying there on the ground later and then this fire's going and then the boom happens i'm like oh that's <laughs> kind of like oh, okay yeah. we're good <laughs> yeah i was looking somewhere else and then it popped I kind of gave a look over there like Ugh. it's actually very um we always say this like it's always very like it's to be a patient, like we we talked about in Autowax, like mm-hmm. everybody should go into a car once and be a patient to get chopped yep. out of the car. Yeah. And just being that guy on the ground, feeling the heat and hearing the noises and not really watching what guys are doing, like I and I knew what they were probably gonna do, but you know, just feeling the like the water stream comes over my face. I'm like, no, ah, Jesus, like all that yeah. stuff. It's like just putting yourself in those shoes. I'm like, oh, man, this mm-hmm. sucks. It sucks being the person, <laughs> not being in gear and not being the person. Yeah. Even in all the <laughs> scenarios, like when we started practicing. You know uh just general search and, and for a rescue like i mean it's a little different because generally we'll be pulling somebody out in a in a scba yeah. however if you can maybe do like um like your v vis room you yeah know, and you pulled me out <clears throat> you know like that's just that feeling of being drugged through that windowsill and mm-hmm. and when you go limp on what it's like yeah. like it uh it's definitely humbling because it's a lot of work well, even in that one, we, didn't we drag you through? And we said that they there's a piece of glass because yeah, they drag you through. Yeah, leg, and then we were spraying. And then, then it was a then they they yeah your artery mm-hmm. ripped right, open yeah. yeah yeah it keeps people thinking on their feet yeah so yeah I mean that's there overall it went pretty much the way I wanted it to go um, it was different it was uh, interesting too to watch because as a officer when I pulled the I was pulling the dummy out because it was as though I was pulling somebody clear of the burning structure right. So when I fell, I fell, so the dummy was actually laying on top of me. Mm-hmm. So when they actually came up to grab me, two of them went to grab me and they started pulling me, but I, the dummy's like wrapped in my arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now they're pulling like me, so with gear on like 250, and then <laughs> they're pulling another 200 pound dummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, they're like, no, fuck that. <laughs> so, and then I, as they guys are dragging me, we start getting separation and then the dummy finally fell off. <laughs> and, then they gra- and then a couple more guys grabbed that. But, but something to keep in mind, like, mm-hmm. you know, you might be coming to a firefighter who's down, like in yeah. RIT. You might be coming to a firefighter who's made a rescue, and now the problem's happened. Yeah. And now they're kind of tangled up in the other patient. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in kind of hazmat and CBRNE scenarios, it's, you know, you learn as you do some more of them as far as triaging as well. Once you're in that hot zone, when you're going to make a, a rescue, you're going to have to triage and see who's going to be that viable save. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you got to kind of picture like some of the scenarios we used to train with was um was uh, exactly kind of what you did was a law enforcement officer Mm. and another victim and then knowing well just the the stage of that event who would have went in last so you know you got to grab him um but sometimes people don't think of that so you got to really go through that process and look at the well that guy's way worse off than this guy but that guy was the last one yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah 
Well, it was also good just see, for them to pull me out by the vest too, because it's a little bearing vest, so they can see that. Oh, you just pull by this. You don't have mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. pulled by the arms or under, underneath. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good. It was good. Uh, I mean, we're nowhere proficient in the ERG book, but uh, it was good to see I mean, that pulled in yeah. you. I think we're as proficient as you need to be for what we get. Mm-hmm. The yeah. guys, you know, they, they found the placard. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was fast. Like, I could hear them, because I could still hear what was going on. They're like, oh, it's such and such number. Okay. And they're flipping through, and they're like, okay, attack it this way. So. Yeah, yeah. and they found what they, the information they needed to and how and where. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did a good job. They went in there with the right water pattern to... Because mm-hmm. really, like I was telling them, you know, for most of this stuff, it's it's that dipstick rescue, right? Yeah. Like yep. you said, just quickly, I know. First 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And pretty much as long as it's, the placard doesn't have blue on it, <laughs> you can spray yeah. water on it. Like, yeah. like really, like, yeah. like every, if it's blue, it's water reactive. But pretty much most of those, if you look at most of that ERG stuff, it's all going to be mm-hmm. um, fog pattern... Fog pattern, fog pattern, fog pattern. <laughs> it's really just the uh, the standoff distances and stuff, the same yeah. distances. <clears throat> a lot of, uh, that's just it. Like a lot of what we do when we get there and you bust out that ERG, yes. it's going to be super dependent on just that safe range, that distance. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, well, what's the next step? What are we doing? Is it going to blow up? If I put water on it, what am I seeing? And then after that, it's useless, right? Yeah. And then you can get into the NIOSH guide and, yeah. and water-soluble rates and vapor densities and all that stuff mm-hmm. for certain chemicals, but at yeah. that point in time, well, yeah, we, we yeah. need that, like you say, that dipstick just in and out, here and we go. Out. Well, even in our um, our debrief at the end, it's like, because I even said, well, I said, okay, so if this was ammonia, what would have happened to the cloud? And a bunch of the guys remembered and actually one of our guys is a school teacher so he he knows like the chemical thing and like <laughs> all the stuff so but they he said no the they said basically yeah. once it hits the once you know once water hits it it'll it'll like the water the molecules will attach and it'll just drop right versus if this if that was chlorine well we'd mm. push the cloud away because chlorine um isn't soluble it would just push the cloud away enough for us to pull the person out so either way that attack would have worked just fine yeah, is your control of the cloud? Yeah, and then one would have sunk, one would have right. Like, you yeah. know, it's, they, uh, yeah, they knew what enough to get by, and it really, there's not a whole lot of different chemicals around here. I mean, there's a lot of different chemicals, but yeah, our main worry is they're going to be that chlorine, that ammonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those are the big bad ones, right? right. And around this area, like it's those, yeah. are the, those are the big ones that are going to kill us. Well, then we had a really good talk, like. Just about random barrels because we just had a bunch of barrels just sitting there with no placards. We're like, yeah, "Yeah, this is a meth lab. (laughs) I don't think the meth, like the the guys cooking meth, are gonna have like the proper placard. This isn't Walter. (laughs) This isn't Walter White (laughs) making the perfect meth. (laughs) This is like yeah, this is a meth head making meth. Yeah, this is is a guy making meth in his in his motorhome. (laughs) So it's like there's not gonna be any placards. So we don't know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's one of the biggest things is when we talk about car accidents and vehicle fires, you know, it's those unknowns in the back of the trucks and the trunks and, and, and you know, those farm sheds and people's <laughs> shops and garages. Mm-hmm. Those are the biggest hazmats around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, it sounded like the scenario went off uh, absolutely fantastic, um, mm-hmm. having those few different teams doing that, that whole uh, evolution of, of the size up with the ERG, you know, doing the rescue, starting into a little bit of the medical and the decon, and then mm-hmm. pushing into the uh, the attack team and actually suppressing yeah. with the foam, everything that you guys practiced. Well, yeah, and one thing Brian did say as the IC is like, you know, I look, I'm watching the, I'm watching something, I look back and 
not, we don't have to give a lot of direction. Like we always talk about a decentralized community. Yeah, like Brian looked back. He's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the tenders are rolling in, dropping water. Um, guys are getting their hoses charged, but they're waiting. Um, people mm-hmm. know they can look. Oh, that's a that's a liquid fuel fire. So let's get the foam out. So the guys are getting the foam ready. So it's like everybody's doing their work, but no one has to be like, okay, everybody stand here. We're gonna have a discussion about what we're gonna do. Is like guys are just start doing it, right? Yeah. But no one made the attack yet until it was go sign was like the go go was given. So it was like yeah. everyone was yeah. waiting. And then it was like, okay, hit it. And then everyone just went, did it. But everything was set up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody had enough in, intent to yeah. like tarps were laid out. where we need to go with oh, this. Oh, for sure. And yeah. then, yeah. Well, and then went with the they even transitioned. So uh, initially, the they said they make a RIT team because um, guys they figured guys were going to be going into the hot zone. So, hey, let's make a RIT team out here. So they laid out the RIT tarp. Well, then the RIT tarp turned into the medical tarp when they figured out there was patients. So, mm-hmm. yep. so that, they, that transition from, okay, we don't really need RIT because guys are long water but we do need that those guys to be used as medical so it's kind of yeah. that transition mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know do you guys still <coughs> notice that sometimes totally off topic here but when you throw down a, a rip tarp for example does it turn into a fucking it, drop tarp you know and we actually have that fire because uh, your yeah. guys came to help us mutual aid so yeah. we, we 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 were good we laid out a rip tarp Unfortunately, our rit tarp is a massive tarp. <laughs> so we lay out this rit tarp. Because we always have the rit tarp. It's kind of like, you know, it's a dual-purpose tarp. Plus, it's also like we lay out this massive tarp because we always talk, like, on a fire. We could have lots of weird tools sitting on there. Yeah. So, yeah, sure enough, halfway through the fire, we're having a discussion. We look over, <laughs> and there's, like, like, everything's on this tarp. I'm like, well, that ain't all rit. There's, like, empty, <laughs> empty cylinders. There's, like, guys' helmets yeah, sitting yeah. there. So then... We actually said to the safety officer, we're like, hey, let's get another tarp. So we actually pulled off another tarp, laid it out, and that was now our, our mm-hmm. kind of our gear tarp. And yeah. then we had the RIT tarp. And then the RIT tarp had like a RIT bag and irons, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I bring it up because I know it happens to us all yeah. the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it drives me nuts. Um, but then I, I noticed that when I popped in on your scene there as well. Yeah, and it was a gear tarp, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, was just like us. <laughs> a yeah. lot of things started this to pop And, 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 no. So, actually, since then, we've, uh, I found a smaller tarp, so I put that with a rib bag, and, and it's a total, like, it's like a silver tarp, so it's not going to be mistaken for much else, so yeah. that tarp is uh, the rib tarp. A couple of us were toying with some ideas of, of actually doing the full-on label. Yeah, the label thing. On the tarp. Yeah. And the problem with the label thing, it's like, like, you don't always need that stuff, or you might need more. No, like, I'm, I'm not talking about oh. the cookie cutter. Oh, like, okay, sorry. Stuff. Like, just, just literally, just like, label it as the writ tarp. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and then and we're still having discussions about it. Maybe then you have a list of a couple of key things as reminders yeah. if yeah. people want. You know, because I have seen the pictures of where they're, like, you know... It's the, a silhouette of a, silhouette of, everything. of the irons of the writ bag yeah. of a chainsaw. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little bit... For me, I don't know. Well, That's then it got of, into the problem with um, guys were taking, like... At one point, I walk by. Oh, the irons are laying there. Yeah. I come back out. Somebody's taking the irons, and there ain't no writ going on. So I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, someone took the irons. <laughs> so, yeah. So then we have to go find the guy. Put those irons back. <laughs> it's like that's yeah. not the. That's those are writ irons. They're, they're not yours to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I have trouble finding a tarp on a truck sometimes. <laughs> Either it didn't make it back and went in a different cabinet, or it's uh, or it's being hosed it's being, down yeah. and, it's, and it's drying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's one thing that we don't have enough of is tarps. We got lots of tarps. <laughs> but uh, like, I find, like we have a couple on the trucks, but next thing you know, when you start actually pulling them out, yeah. you, f- you feel like you don't have enough. Like I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. we need a little stash of some more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or 
or maybe they just get moved to different places. <laughs> right. Yeah, the tarp is always the thing that people are like, yeah, let's put this in this cabinet. It's not that important. I mean, ah, let's put it over here. It's not that important. It's like... It in it <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A place we could be putting more tarps, obviously, on a fire like that, we're going to have our tender showing up. Yeah, I mm-hmm. can see going there. Yeah. Lots of cabinet yeah. space on those. We can yeah. always be throwing mm-hmm. yeah, Rescue truck has yeah. tarps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rescue, yeah, rescue trucks. Well, that's, that's probably the truck that has the most tarps okay. in mm-hmm. that apartment. Yeah. I think our next officer truck we'll have room would have that. a lot more room for that stuff because it's going to be going to most things like you know our command vehicle it's a SUV I don't know if you want to be throwing tarps in and out of the back like yeah. that's that's no. more more command yeah. little stuff yeah. right yeah. Yeah. you want to have but I'm looking at what we have now um, our next officer vehicle is currently our bush truck yeah. and it's outfitted as, as such but there's so much room for for add-on and improvement once it makes that shift it'll still be able to double like even right now our officer truck has a um, a water tank on the back and we use it for uh forestry season as well um and i don't see that changing that's we transition the apparatus but maybe some different cabinetry some better storage mm-hmm. and now it can be outfitted with a, a little bit more command level stuff which can yep. be some extra tarps maybe some scba or extra um first aid things of that nature um it can just like the the equipment that's on it can be bolstered because right. um, you know again you <coughs> never have too much of anything um and that's going to most most calls so i think one thing that we're going to see more of is is more on scene decon i mean we're already doing a lot of it but you know we could be doing a lot more so if we have room in these officer trucks just for some more things like that that Mm -hmm. that could be huge for us yeah blankets like that's another thing right like you can never have too many blankets soft uh, protection Mm -hmm. uh things like that for mbas um you know patient care keeping patients you know out of the elements is really you know really really key so yeah that's that's some you know some things that we could be adding to to an officer truck or yeah you know yeah we're seeing we're seeing definitely more decon done on scene oh yeah more than ever before yeah past, mm-hmm. whether that be hosing down our uh ppe or mm-hmm. scbas mm-hmm. or even if we go to alarm calls where we're well, especially now with covid with yeah. covid concerns yeah. at least we've got a sprayer that we can bring out portably to yeah. geek yeah. so we're definitely doing more of that mm. but there's a lot of places mm. that you know go even more hardcore that you're bagging your gear you know yeah. you're, you're stripping down and changing and doing mm-hmm. seconds out of coveralls or yeah. thing and going back in that truck so there's nothing secondary going back in that yeah. truck even the scba zone yeah. So SCBAs are starting to be mounted uh, back exterior on yeah. the side. Mm-hmm. Cabins clean, the clean the cab thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I look at the clean cab thing and it's it's good, but a lot of it's going to be, I mean, I know there's volunteers doing it too, but a lot of that stuff's definitely full-time stuff. Oh, yeah. Because they're driving around going, you know, they're driving around going for lunch, you know, just driving around town. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. just kind of patrolling, for yeah. lack of a better term. Where we come back, everything gets stripped clean, and then... Yeah, whereas we're in the truck for five minutes at a time, right? Yeah. Five, ten mm-hmm. minutes. We're, we're going to the call, fighting yeah. the fire, getting back in the truck, driving back yeah. to the hall. And that statement is really, really key. <clears throat> so as much as we're not keeping that cab section clean coming back from the call, once we're back at the hall, um, everything's everything's getting clean as yeah. well. So yeah. uh, maybe, maybe not as thorough, and maybe that's an area that we can do better on. I mean, there's always room for Im- improvements, but uh, we've got the uh, sprayer 
which we've, we've been using that prior to getting that. We, we were doing our own thing there, especially <laughs> since COVID. Yeah. But uh, uh, circling back to the fire, uh, one of our new guys, one went, just because of the building construction, we're like, ah, like, I think we have it, but we don't really want to leave. Like, let's maybe keep a fire watch just because it was such a pain. So we, we actually kept a couple of members on, on scene and um, a couple of our newer guys are, you know, really keen to, to, you know, stay on scene and help out. And one of them was like, yep, I, I can stay. But after everybody had done the post uh, scene decon, he actually said, hey, you know what, like, my gear's soaked. I've just been working my ass off. I'm soaked. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of cold. <laughs> yeah, I get cold so we out. found somebody that, that hadn't been quite as active where they, they weren't soaked down because, yeah. you know, it's been ingrained into them to, you know, hey, let's hose you down from, yeah. you know, helmet to boots and wash all this stuff off before we get back in. And he had actually taken off most of his turnout gear. So that wasn't even coming back in, in inside of the cab with him anyway. And it was all washed down. So all of that stuff, because there was many layers of roof and insulation and everything else that have been coming down on them um it was really good to see so um yeah when you were talking earlier too before we started uh about guys stuff we've been training that guys are picking up on when mm-hmm. you were saying about venting mm-hmm. uh, and they were kind of like are you sure we want to do that there's guys inside and yeah oh yeah for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah because yeah, at one point in that fire we of course were inside mm-hmm. Smoke level's pretty low, but I'm the officer inside, and I'm, like, looking at it, and, like, uh, we really could probably vent here. And we're, we're, you know, obviously doing uh, positive pressure venting. So, you know, the rule of thumb is once when guys are inside, we don't vent. Mm-hmm. But I was in there, and I could tell by the smoke, because, you know, I'm, I mean, I've been doing this for quite a while, so I'm, like, I could tell by the smoke what, like, where we're at with the fire. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, the... There's no velocity to it. It's just kind of like it's sitting there. It's pretty thick, but it's just kind of sitting there. There's no heat to it. Like the heat wasn't pushing us down. It was just the fact we couldn't see. Um, no visible flame. So I'm like, okay. So I radio, radio Ash. She's outside. Command. I'm like, uh, get, can you vent the building for me? And normally we'd pull everybody out, but we were in. We were, we're like we were in there pretty good. You had an exit point. You were out in the. We had an exit point. Like we were literally right at the window because I opened the window. I didn't smash the window. I just opened it. Like slid it open. And I'm like, "Hey, can you vent for me? Um, Run the fan for me?" And then uh, I said, "I know." (laughs) I'm like literally like because I know what he's thinking. I'm like, "Yeah, I know we're inside. I'm making the call. I'm like, we're good. I'm like, I'm looking at the smoke level. It's pretty, you know, pretty light, Mm -hmm. but it's thick enough that we need to vent." And uh, then he reiterated with me over the radio because you know I'm not talking on the CBA. Okay, you sure we're gonna vent? I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead and vent." And actually, even a couple of the a couple of the newer guys who we've been drilling this into, we don't we don't turn the fan on when mm-hmm. we're inside. Mm-hmm. Well, there's always the well, unless this happens, like we can't do all the ifs and what's it's and that the ifs and buts. Ab, ab, the no absolutes. Yeah, there's no absolutes yeah. in anything. Right? So, yeah. so in this case, we're like, could we have pulled all the way back out again? Yeah, we probably could have, but mm-hmm. again, sometimes we're actually looking for the fire too. So I'm like, I want to see yeah. what's gonna like where mm-hmm. it's gonna vent to. Well, and that's just <clears> it. Like you, you know, you've already there's no. Yeah. Um, room and contents fires like you've yeah. already everything's been yeah. searched like the building is clear mm-hmm. in the it, main it living just spaces filling, yeah. it's these yeah. you know the fires in the void spaces somewhere in the mm-hmm. in the attic but you you need to get rid of that environment yeah. to properly yeah. start working yeah, it's not so. what's it, it's not Texas 911 or what's, what's that show called <laughs> <laughs> Lone Star 911 uh, what a thing that the guy always makes fun of 
both of them. So there's nine one one, and then there's yeah, nine one one Lone Star. Yeah, it's not like like all of a sudden we turn the fan on, the place blows up. <laughs> I was watching it, so it was the Lone Star one. I was watching it with the wife yesterday, and uh, halfway through the show, I'm like, oh man, he's gonna have a field day with this one. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah, so it's it's not like we know it's not gonna just erupt in flame all of a sudden. And if it did. We have a hose. And <laughs> so now we'll we know where it is. And we now we know where it is. Yeah. And that <laughs> is, so when you came up to me, it was actually the same guy that uh, said he was he was going to stay there and then said, maybe I'm cold. He, he was, I see him walking around, I'm like, hey, we're uh, ready for the fan. And he's like, okay, I'll get it ready. I'm like, no, no, like, we're ready for the fan now. He's like, but those guys. I'm like, I know, I know. It's, it's a thing. We're okay. <laughs> calls like, me made. Like, calls me made. Like, we're okay. He's like, all right. Like super cautious, <laughs> like tips the fan <clears throat> towards the door. Yeah. I'm like, hey, now watch. So it is going to change, especially from the outside. Yeah. We'll see the difference probably before you guys do, because now yeah. we're introducing that pressure. I'm like, yeah. we're, we'll see it start to push out. So we pull, pull ourselves back and observe the structure. And yeah. within 30 seconds of applying positive pressure, yeah. mm-hmm. it was rolling smoke. And then, because that was now pushing all of that, like yeah. still yeah. standing smoke out. And then all that was left was the smoke from wherever these void spaces that was yeah. holding the fire. And it did get a little bit worse out of that one exit. Okay, well, now we know it's kind of pushing yeah. this way. But where you guys were and all the living spaces was totally clear. Yeah, clear right up. There's completely there's never clear. any threat. That's yeah. the nice thing None. about this. Is yeah. it, you've made the assessment already, and it's mm-hmm. safe to do so. Yeah. There was piles of smoke for a while. Like, I want to say it was a good two hours that we were searching for that. It was a lot, that, yeah. Yeah. Was a a lot, lot, of, lot smoke. of different <clears throat> roofs and <laughs> things yeah. on top of each like other. Like you expect, okay, we're making a push, we're hosing this down. Mm-hmm. Usually the smoke kind of clears up right away. This was not that. It was not, it was not the case. And there's a few times, so I'm outside as I, I see, and I'm like, man, I don't want to lose this structure. Like, a couple times the guys are like, we're going to lose this whole place. Like, we're not going to lose gonna this whole place. We're, we're going to lose the whole place, but it's going to be a pain in the ass. It's not yeah. Through the roof, yeah. we're not going to. Yeah. Like, as soon as I found yeah. that that secondary roof and I put my hand on that asphalt, I was like, I look at the other guys, I'm like, piss, <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to my other job because this yeah, could take forever. Because this, <laughs> this, yeah. this fire's not fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think halfway through, Scott comes out. He's like, I hate these fires. <laughs> this isn't fun. I'm like, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> But it was really good. So one, you know, maybe one last thing. Um, so we were lucky enough to have uh, Todd come up um, as uh, uh, your other role, uh, having to come on scene quickly, and we had mutual aid as well uh, yeah. from your guys' department, uh, which is really cool to see again. Uh, getting some new people on scene to work with us. Uh, we had your guys' writ um, right away, which is really really good. Um, and then we had another name, uh, another neighboring uh, hall came down and did uh, standby at our station mm-hmm. because while we're out there bat- battling the pain in the ass fire of 2021, we had a chimney fire come in dead across town. Yeah, so totally yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's just it. Like that that fire, it was very close to our border, mm-hmm. and so when our boys and Captain Parker rolled up, uh, they were halfway there because initially it was going for community standby and then you redirect them to the scene and they got Mm -hmm. there and then yeah next thing you know (laughs) they're gone and and you guys were uh 
shipping them away to that one. Mm-hmm. So I think one of our guys jumped in the truck with them just so they know where they're going, right? Yeah. I think yeah. our deputy yeah. chief, yeah. chief yeah. jumped. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I hear him over the radio. I was like, uh, he says he he was he says your station as he's yeah. driving away. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, he's on the truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of the reasons too. We were talking. I was hooking up uh, two and a half for our uh, backside of the fire where Warren was working. Yeah, and we hooked that up to the first unit on scene. Um, that's one reason why we don't tie up our second truck. So you have to peel I away. Mean, unless yeah. you're really roaring. But so. really one one engine can easily deal with them. Yeah, like a host fire. Type of structure like that? Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we had two pre-connects. I think the rear discharge came off, and then we added another two and a half. Mm-hmm. Not all of them were flowing. No. But we had. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a few there's lines. a lot of lines run, and um, uh, Kevin three was pump operator in relief to somebody because he actually was he was right down the street for work, mm-hmm. and he radios me, "Hey, I'm close by. Do you want me to put eyes on it?" I'm like, "Yes, please." Um, so he went there first, um, and he had like his work coveralls on or whatever. Um, and then when they got there, he says, I can pump if you want to get that guy to grab an extra SCBA pack because we now have an extra one on that truck. So, boom, got the other guy in the fight, and we got him up on the pump deck. So at some point in time, someone comes up to me and says, hey, we're going to stretch another line. Um, He's like, cool, if we run it all off for one. I'm like, absolutely, Like, let's keep that rolling. Mm. Um, A lesser experienced pump operator might, might not have felt so comfortable with that but he did super super good um because there was a moment when we were considering uh starting to stretch lines uh even if it was just for writ just to have some Mm -hmm. some extra lines stretched off of our second truck once your guys's was on scene because Mm -hmm. we still had the ability to peel away we didn't want to touch anything off of your guys's truck uh a if there was something back in your guys's area or if what happened happened yeah i get another call yeah they'll be able to peel away so um, you know, it's funny, we go from talking about, hey, we should think about, uh, you know, the whole uh, mutual aid thing, and next thing you know, you guys are running all over our area, and we, yeah. we've got a whole different hall. And then the other department at, came down. Yeah, yeah, so then they sat here for the better part of an hour while while both <clears throat> scenes were wrapping up, because we only had four or five guys back at, the, at our hall waiting, and the only truck that was left was our rescue truck. Mm-hmm. So it has one... I don't know how long the ladder is. That ladder, that ladder will get a roof. 24? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. maybe... No, maybe not, no, not quite a 24. Maybe it's like a 15. It's like a small... But it'll get on a roof. Like right. a, it's going to get you story. up there, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Yeah. there's no so, roof ladder, though. So if, no you're, ladder. if you're doing yeah. a chimney fire, and it's a yeah. pitch roof. Yeah. So I think this roof wasn't very pitched, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So then the guys dealt with it. And, and it was everything that could come off of your guys' truck at that time as well because yeah. they did get on scene yeah, soon soon yeah, following pretty pretty quick right after your rescue arrived yeah. yeah so I think there was the resources coming shortly behind them mm-hmm. but so now we've lost our extra manpower because we had three interior teams working at oh man yeah, the and, and everyone was working everyone like, was, was working it wasn't like no one was just down there going mm, like looking yeah. at it everyone was like Ripping, yeah. ceiling, yeah, chainsaws going on. Work, right? So uh, we had to kind of dial that back once you guys left. Mm-hmm. It was nice to get you back out on scene. Even once the truck got back on scene, um, it was a lot calmer at that time. We had made a lot of 
a, a lot of the work was was kind of done and we were getting pretty close to mop up there uh so we, yeah we were able to peel you guys away and then i don't think that we we got rid of the other department until we were already kind of heading back. back yeah just just for you know double safe right but i mean they don't get a lot of calls and they were more than happy to come and help us so um yeah. you know, our guys were pretty pretty pumped to come up and get mm -hmm. involved and and I know uh, Captain Parker, they had a blast. <laughs> so ripping through many, town. How many opportunities do you get to drive Code 3 through another person's town? <laughs> and then Code 3 back. And they drove Code 3 back to yeah. come back to the fire. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was hauling over, over the radio like, hey, we need them back. It's not like everything's cool here. Yeah, we yeah. still have interior teams, and now we're kind of piecing Rit together on the outside. Yeah. And our guys have been through a, a bottle or two, so oh, everybody's, yeah, everybody's everybody was bag. dog shit yeah. tired, right? And they worked their asses off out there and you know the team from your guys's uh, hall was great uh they were super super happy to help um you know willing to do anything that we asked yeah. of them yeah big big kudos yeah they were pumped i was i phoned them and they're in the back of the truck there because the 193 so you got the the four seat the, for the, sure yeah uh, the pump panel right <laughs> and it said, yeah, we're going code three back. <laughs> so this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And there was a couple newer guys on there, wasn't there? Uh, what do we have? One, two. I want to say, I think, was it only one newer person? The other two have been around for a while, DJ and, and, uh, and Steve, Sarah, Parker. There's one other person. I thought there was five in total. can't remember who. Hmm. And I was all bitter because I saw the call come in for structure fire, and then I was like, oh, no, it's mutual aid. I was like, well, I could ditch work and do this. And <laughs> Parker's like, oh, we already got three at the hall. I was like, shit, I'm not going to take it at all. Mm -hmm. I got to change out of my uniform and everything. Yep. Yeah. So you drove up anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You got things to do. That's yeah, a Safety was. Yeah. There was a lot of safety there. I was heading to another meeting, so <laughs> it worked out well. Perfect. Great. I think it's oh, it, huh? killed that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that was all right there, guys. So, um, anything before shoutouts, guys? All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to shoutouts then. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's start with our with Modus, the Modus boys. Who wants to talk with them? Uh, I'll jump in. Um, yeah, so actually, we have something else coming from them. Uh, they shared. Uh, I, I was having a pretty good chat a couple of days ago. I think I might have shared the screenshot. Um, just kind of doing. A bit of a review of how many people took advantage of the discount right. code over the past year and um, I mean I, I don't want to give away their info but uh, uh, a lot of you guys are taking advantage of there's uh, there actually a lot more than there's a lot and I think it was a lot more than they thought as well yeah. so they were a bit take taken back of it with uh, seeing what the numbers were they were super super happy um, you know again like these guys don't give us anything dollar value um, we purchased some of their gear out of pocket enjoyed it gave some kudos and that's kind of where mm. the relationship started and uh now all, all all the new gear that comes out we get to to have some hand, hands-on experience and it sounds like there's some more of that coming to us right now i, I don't even know what it is so we'll nice. see we'll we'll see what's shipping uh, but pretty excited to see that. So Modus, they do the snagger tool their hydrant wrench uh they've got their four century wedges uh some uh uh, they got a soft soft wedge, uh, shove knife, uh, their mini, uh, spanners. The mini spanners, pocket organizers. Organizer. They got their pouch, well, like their their tool toolkit or yeah. whatever, like your vehicle kits. Vehicle kit. Um, 
some pretty cool swag. There's some cool gear. Oh, I got that. Yeah, boom. Yeah, boom. Actually, it's half of the hat. Yeah, shirt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt like Superman there. I got to. Yeah, right. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Show the motor yeah. shirt. Yeah. My own lame shirt on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's. Uh, I think I uh, keep really seeing an ad on Facebook. They got their cheapy wedges. That's right. Is what they call them. Cheapy, yeah. Cheapy. Think they're unpainted. Oh. Maybe yeah. damaged. There's no anodizing. Like they're yeah. not. Uh, maybe some of their get getting scratched or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, they've got a promotion going on with that right now. Uh, for everything else, if you're interested, uh, check them out. They're on Facebook, Instagram. They have a website, um, and you get five percent off with DTFF five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't I just see they came out with like another little bag, like a almost like a little first aid kit, it's like a little mini IFAC almost? Well, I think somebody used that. I think that's their vehicle kit, and somebody somebody kind of swapped it, and that's what they're using it for. Okay, because mm-hmm. I saw something on there. And it, kind and it was like their their ouchie pouchie or something. Ouchie pouchie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, Modus. I love their stuff. It's great. yeah, for sure. Yeah, great, very helpful. What does Modus stand for? Like, what is where does that term come from? I don't know. I googled it. <laughs> I can do it again. Oh, we carry on. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll try it in a minute. <laughs> next one, Ignition USA. Scott. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. It's definitely not that one. <laughs> no, it is not that one. No. Yeah, don't Google. <laughs> don't Google that part. Ooh. <laughs> Ignition UFA out of uh, Seattle. The C Rat is um, soft entry tool. Um, it's basically like a giant Swiss Army knife of soft entry. Exactly. Um, what? No, sorry. So we're still not 100% sure if they're, if they're based out of Seattle or if they're back, or if they're down in Texas. <laughs> but either way, they're mm-hmm. from America. I saw it. I did shoot an email. So that has has happened. Yeah. Um, it's Stu's personal one, um, mm-hmm. not through through the business. And uh, he's definitely not the quickest to respond because he's definitely busy. But yeah. uh, he always does get back to us. So. Yeah, so check them out. Uh, Ignition USA, the C-Rat. Um, our code still works. Not confirmed. Okay. I asked if it was still live, uh, and again, I asked what the numbers were looking like. So, so we'll give see a what shot. Happens. Try DTFF twenty twenty. Yeah. If anybody it. does use it and it does still work, uh, shoot us a message as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a lot of good video content of uh, them using mm-hmm. uh, the C Rat accessing uh, some doors as well, and then um, yeah, we've got a little bit of it as well, playing around with it. Uh, great for those, like I said, those doors that. You know, you want to be able to keep secure afterwards. Yeah, come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next one, Stop the Bleed. Uh, I guess I'll talk uh, Stop the Bleed. So, yeah, stop, yeah. stopthebleed.org. Uh, something we always preach about is uh, carrying a tourniquet on your person, having it ready to go out of the wrapper. Um, be aware of how to use it and and uh, keep it on your person at all times. Uh, wound packing is fun stuff, too, with the uh, hemostatic agents and uh, direct pressure. It's a fairly basic course. You can go online and check them out to see if there's instructors uh, in your area uh, or if you want to be an instructor there's some information on there as well and of course with this course is you know we want you to you know be as knowledgeable as you can with it basically make it fun make it interactive uh, do some of those high fidelity sims you can check us out on our youtube as well with it uh, we've got kind of the instructor's point of view uh, on that course and that will give you a few little tips and tricks on how to how to kick things up a little notch uh, be creative but be informative um, uh, yeah it's it's a lot of fun 
Mm -hmm. I know, I know, just the cheap little things that uh, that Scott started with, with the yoga blocks <laughs> and the uh, just that you know twelve dollar um, weed sprayer kit works fabulous for yeah, if it breaks or whatever. Who cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they, they, they work. Yeah, fantastic and they work great. It, right? yeah. it sprays the blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, just so you know, I was uh, playing around with the Ignition USA, and the coupon kill still works. Yeah, Looks yeah. like it takes okay. off 16 bucks off the uh, C-Rat. Perfect. That's pretty all right. That's Beauty. pretty all right. Mm -hmm. $16 American, too. Oh, no. It's like $100 dollars like, Canadian. I was going to say 45 but let's just go the whole way. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, Stop the Bleed. Go on there. Check out StopTheBleed.org. And, uh, yeah, check out our stuff on uh, the YouTube with that. Tanner Olson. I, I did Ignition. Okay. What have you done? What have I done? <laughs> Modus. Oh, you did Modus. Damn it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I don't know anything about the Tanner Olsen bed. No, you should check so it out. Check them out, guys. Yeah. Uh, if you're into country music. Um, that doesn't suck. That doesn't suck. Yeah. So, <laughs> Scott Scott's is fairly... Cat. I don't want to say anti-country, but uh, he, he wouldn't be your... Your uh, typical yeah, you're not gonna be listening. Music. You're not gonna be coming in my car and listening to it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you will hear some the old Tanner Olson band. Yeah. So country music out of Western Canada. Um, they live. Uh, um, they're from just inside of uh, the downtown Van Vancouver area. A little more rural, um, which is. Oh, here we go. I uh, probably can't play for very long. We no. get kicked off something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they have an album out right now. It's on all of your major downloading platforms. Uh, it's called Mer Stretch and Denim. Mer. And I was like, wait a minute, what is it? Yeah, it's Stretch and Denim. That's their second album. Mer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think. I'm like, ah, is it? Yes, it is. So that is their title track off of their uh, latest album. Uh, but there's there's some other really good songs on there as well. Uh, I think they got some new music coming out. Uh, they nice. did have a uh, a Christmas tune that dropped during the the uh, holiday season, which is good. They have a new bassist. <laughs> Look at all this news, eh? Um, I, don't, I don't have a Tanner Olson discount code, but you should definitely go and <laughs> check out their music. Um, he uh, and the band was going to come up here and play for our seminar, which, uh, well, COVID. Uh, it sounds like yeah. it's next year now. Mm -hmm. We're going to wait until... Uh, 2022 now yeah it's looking more and more i just get ready a chance to like let things op open up fully yeah. um get this fax out there uh but hopefully in that time uh we can have uh tanner and the band up um yeah. so yeah check them out youtube download it pay for it support awesome mm -hmm. uh then there's us where there's are us. we rob where are we <laughs> we are on the facebook's we're on the youtubes the instagrams Apparently we're on the TikToks. We are. I don't know. I've never it's seen been a little while. It's been a while. It's been a long time since we've been on YouTube. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, we still kind of quasi are, but we haven't posted anything on there. Again, back to our videos, like, you know, just with COVID, it's been so hard right, to get see. together and properly do the, the mm -hmm. video content that we want to produce again. Uh, it's really put a, a hold on things. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully as things start releasing, then we can start pumping some yeah. stuff out again. Nice. And the weather's going to get better for us to do too. September. Was our last video? Really, the last one? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. with the chopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely check us out. Give us a like. Give us oh, a follow. Right. Uh, go on the mm -hmm. YouTube and mm -hmm. uh, check out some of our content that we have done uh, pre-COVID there. And um, yeah, if you have any ideas uh, on some content or guests or questions, yeah, just please send us a message. Send us mm -hmm. the link and you know, and it's kind of kind of we try to do more unique stuff, I guess, because. 
really if you can if you want to go look up roof venting you can well, you're not gonna look at us, but mm -hmm. but you're gonna you know you can find multiple different places doing yeah. venting. Mm -hmm. So um, I just take a couple pictures of roof venting. I'm like, aha, they yeah. have like a doc document because it's not something we do every day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. not gonna be. The, no. But like, stop the, the bleed video. was there. Was, there wasn't many videos on stop the bleed at all. That's what we did it. I don't think yeah. there was any videos on Stop the Bleed. No, there really yeah. wasn't. So that's why we yeah. thought we should kind of do one. Put um, out you know, a little bit of the hose movement stuff, just how we do it. But mm -hmm. I mean, that, that you can find a lot of places too. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I think the big thing is like you know, like Carl always said, it's it may not be you know the thing that works for you, but it works for us. Yeah. And um, you know, we're not saying we've invented <clears throat> the best methods or whatever. Mm -hmm. We've adapted and learned and created things, and it works for us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. anything else, guys, that you want to add before we uh, finish off? Nothing more for nothing more. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that is it. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, so, as always, uh, thank you, Ash. Thank you. Scott. <laughs> Good night. Rob. Good night. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Stay DTFF. <laughs> <laughs>